Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Welcome one, welcome all to the sport that destroys all of our bankrolls. It is week six in the plague on society known as college football betting. Hi, my name's Mike and I suck, along with Jim Costa, who is just a wonderful human, but he sucks Also too. sucks. We are halfway through. How much fun are you having? I love, I wouldn't have this any other way because <laughs> I got to watch these games and it's I, there's no better thing than betting on them. But look, let, let's just get this out. A, if you're not listening to the Monday recap episode, you're missing out. If you're just tuning in to college and pro, understand something. You want to hear us decapitate each other and make fun of each other and crush our, our ridiculously bad weekend in college? That's Monday. It's all there. I have an entire soliloquy for you. Um, but in the act of transparency and me being a man of the people versus Jim, who only cares about himself, I wanted to present something to you guys because I really want to just set the tone this weekend i want to set the tone for saturday and i this is this is a statement from the office of mike valenti me i am completely embarrassed of my collegiate record this season and no matter the effort the angles the data or data as some of you say i am an atrocity and border on being at least 87.4 percent clueless as we approach the halfway mark of this season a sane and rational man would simply say, I'm not betting college football anymore and just focus on the NFL where said sane and rational man is killing it. But I am neither sane nor rational, and I am the heartbeat of the people. And let me be your living lesson in budget management and, moreover, absolute commitment to you and this great land of ours, America. The bottom line is I need to be better, better for me, better for you, better for your mom, better for America. Now, I encourage you to follow what's in your heart. Fade me. Play the opposite of me. Put a bunch of ping pong balls with college logos in a bowl of cereal and mix them all around and pick one and bet that if you like. Or ride into the depths of bankroll blood loss with a full heart and full throttle with your boy. But either way, we thank you for listening. And God bless this land of ours. And I will have you know that I have consulted one of the most interesting men in my life who is a marriage counselor. He is a community leader. He is a husband and father. He is a pastor. And he is also my producer of my afternoon show here in Detroit, David Hall. And I have had David lay hands upon me and pray for my college picks. And if you don't believe me, I'll include him on the damn pod. And he will come in in the papal collar. And he will pray over us. But I am going to continue the work, Jim. I am going to continue the, the, the process. And we are going to work our asses off to be better. But I'll tell you, we're in the upside-down world on Saturdays, brother. So I want to understand this. If your picks go wrong this week, it's now divine. It's well, like, like no, you it's simple. It's a statement that God's not real. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure we got that That's on the it. record. Okay. If I bring no, up, no pressure. No pressure. I told David. I said, David, listen. I need you to pray. I need you. And he's like, well, wait, do you want me to come in and like literally pray on the pod? I said, we're a week away from that. But if it doesn't go well this week, I will have David in here next week. And he's, we're going to hold hands. Well, I, I don't even think it's, it's about God at that point. It's like, we need an exorcism. Like you've got to expel some demons. 
Does it make me a bad person that I told David if he prayed and I had a winning week in college this week that I would write a check to his church? <laughs> Does that make me a bad person? You're just going to be there one Sunday. Just, I mean, head, head in hands. Listen, mumbling. Listen, here's the deal. Okay. If you follow the picks this week and they win, maybe we all write a check to Greater Life Church in Detroit. <laughs> it's on Tireman Avenue. And we, we become the voice of change. Wow. Here are our records. I don't want to hear. I just, I have to. <laughs> I know. I out know, of transparency. Out of transparency. Because listen, we, we, we make these plays. We live this on Saturdays. And if you want the full blood work of the weekend, it's on the Monday recap. Yep, recap. Okay, guys? We're like, not avoiding it. It's just we, we we can't be here for an hour and a half. No. Okay, Mike, you went two and six last week. You were 20, 29, and one on the season. Uh, nice job, buddy. I was three and five last week. And 23 and 34 on the season. And with that? How am I 15 and 9 in the NFL? Complete control, complete grip, complete idea of what I'm doing. And here, if the prayer thing doesn't work and we bring David in next week and it doesn't work, I'm bringing in my dog, Rocky. Find a rabbi. Maybe no, it's a different religion we need. This console okay. is big enough. I will put Rocky on this table with two dog bowls, one with a logo on each. And whatever he picks, I pick. I mean, okay. I... We're, we're close. We're getting there. Let's go. All right, Jimmy, let's get to the board. Brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Take it away. First one, Red River Shootout, noon on ABC, Texas. Time of taping, minus seven at Oklahoma. Figured out. Do we know either quarterback status? I feel a lot better saying Quinn Ewers plays for Texas. Same. I mean, listening now again, time of taping Wednesday morning, guys. In an ideal world, I wouldn't have to pick this till Friday. But listening to Brent Venables... It sounds like there's three quarterbacks who could play for Oklahoma. Now, who's getting QB1 reps, who's QB2? He's clearly keeping it under wraps. I think there's a real chance Dylan Gabriel doesn't play. Mm -hmm. But time of taping, that's all I have to go on. He hasn't been ruled out as we're talking no. today. Now, he will speak later today. That doesn't Convenient. do us any good. Um, this was Texas from the rip for me based on I can't get the image of Quinn Ewers cutting up Alabama before getting hurt. Here's the other thing. It's not just Dylan Gabriel who might miss this game for OU. When you look at this, um, they could be without senior running back Eric Gray. They could be without their best offensive lineman in Wanya Morris. They could be without starting safety Billy Bowman. Um, there could be as many as five Oklahoma starters that don't play in this game. Um, this is Texas or pass for me. And I think Ewers, look, Texas without Ewers did not fall apart. Mm -hmm. I thought they were impressive against West Virginia last week, which, again, you don't get a gold star. But, Jim... The seven doesn't terrify me. It's just I'm going to feel like an idiot if I play it. Gabriel pops out of nowhere Friday, and then what? The number's four and a half? Yeah, but it goes the other way. If he gets ruled out, like, tonight. Could be ten. It's ten and a half, maybe, and you go, son of a, I should have taken yours when I could have. What's your comfort level in a rivalry like this when you see a seven see, I don't. There? I don't like it. I think for a number of reasons. The rivalry part of it. These games are always close, and usually Oklahoma wins these games. I think Texas has only won by more yeah. than a touchdown once yeah. since 08. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not comfortable with seven. This will be the first time Oklahoma's lost three straight since 1998. That's unbelievable. SP Plus says it's a pick em. I'm staying away. All right, this will be a pass for me. Um, it is Texas or a pass, though. I will tell you that I don't care what the number goes to. I wouldn't bet Oklahoma. No. Um, I told you I liked Oklahoma under their win total to start the year. Um, I gave you a bomb play with, like, TCU as the future bet in the Big 12, plus 1,800. Let's oh, we'll, roll. We'll get to your Horn Frogs. But I also don't know if I want to lay seven when I might be able to grab four and a half Saturday. So it's a pass. Um, but I'll tell you in all likelihood, it won't be on my pod plays. There's a very good likelihood I'm on Texas Saturday. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm just not going to be honest with people. I'm not going to BS the listeners, but for today, for the pod, for the official plays, how could I recommend this when I don't have officially that either quarterback's in? I'm not going to do that to you. Noon window. I want to go out of order here because we mentioned TCU. 17 in the country, minus seven at America's Kansas Jayhawks. All right, let me just, let me This just. is noon FS1. <sighs> just crack my knuckles and get into this. Fuck Kansas to another galaxy. <laughs> so Monday recap episode, I'm not going to get angry, but you can go listen to my thoughts on Kansas and ISU and how that game went down. I, I, I'm tired of the Something narrative. Something about a bird not being real. It's not. 
the Jayhawk is not a real bird. So look, unless TCU shows up drunk, high, blindfolded, and potentially point-shaving, they should roll these fake bird-wearing idiots. TCU isn't just good. When I talked about them in the preseason, they're better than even the best version of them that I thought they could be. Now, I told you from the start I wanted Max Duggan as the starter. and He is finally. Some of it was injury. Some of it was the other guys faltering. The point is, TCU's pass attack, 9.8 yards per pass, good for number eight in America. They are number one in the country in yards per play. And Kansas, 90th in what you call pass expectancy, meaning when the opponent passes, do you do better or worse than what's expected on said given down distance and pass attempt? Do you know what you get as an opponent against Kansas? You get what's called bonus points because Kansas is giving up 111% per pass expectancy. Then we factor in TCU. Look, when you look at them defensively, they're not scrubs. Now, they're not ISU. ISU came in 14th. But, Jim, they're only ever, I think they're allowing 3.4 yards a carry. I've said to you for three weeks now, Kansas continues to get knocked down a peg on all offensive metrics. I love Jalen Daniels. He's fun. But the minute they ran into a defense, remember, last week ISU I think that's the first defense they played inside the top 90. ISU shut them down. 14-11 is what it is. Jalen Daniels, 20 yards rushing, 100 yards passing. I think it was 3.3 yards per pass. TCU lit up OU. They've done everything right. They have elite wide receivers. They've got a quarterback that's dual threat. Everyone will talk Jalen Daniels. I know I'm laying seven. I understand it's Kansas and it's game day and it's diddly do da and all the rest. I'm sick of it. And I, I, this is the parental moment. Do as I say, not as I do. I am betting TCU. You are not to do this because I'm out for blood. I am doing all the things I've told you guys not to do. Do not chase. Do not revenge play. Do not. No, no, no. You do as I say. Not as I do. I'm taking TCU to skull drag these idiots. And I want you to hear this very clearly. I want my money back. TCU minus seven. Fuck you, Kansas. You're maniacal with this. I hate them. Okay, here's the thing. Kansas is earning respect from everybody but you. Fine. And they're going to take it from you. Whether you want to give it to them or not, they're going to take it from you this weekend. Argue my numbers. No, your numbers are your numbers, but I want to present some Kansas numbers, if I may. Oh, absolutely. Okay, because here's the deal with the Jayhawks. I'm done whispering that they're good. They're good. They're 5-0. and They're the only 5-0 and team in the Big 12. And when we look at them offensively, they are great in the key areas. In the red zone, on third down, they are top 10 in the nation in touchdown percentage and third down conversion. It's because they're well coached. Lance Leipold's a real coach. A guy was like 109-6 and at Wisconsin Whitewater. He's a real coach. He's kept that same staff with him for almost a decade. And it's paying dividends at Kansas. You mean the next coach at Wisconsin? He might end up being the next coach at no, Wisconsin. It could be Jim Leonard, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, but, but either way, he's a real good coach. He is. And, and they got game day. They're sold out. I'm getting a touchdown. They're going to take the respect from you whether Mike Valeni's willing to give okay. them it or not. So let me offer you this. Tell me what these numbers mean. 55, 48, 35, 14. You tell me. In that order. That's what they've scored when you take out Tennessee Tech to open. They scored 55 in an overtime game against um, West Virginia. 48 against a, ter- a horrific Houston team. Down to 35 against Duke. Down to 14 against ISU. That's real-time regression to the mean. TCU is going to be the best offense they've faced, and I think it's going to be the second-best defense they've faced. I think TCU is for real. People's concern with TCU, for the record, is their defense. Yep. And and we'll see when they go up against a team averaging over six yards a carry on the ground with all of, as you call it, the pre-snap candy. Oh, it's a brilliant but it scheme. Is a it's a really well-coached, designed yeah, offense. It, it is. It reminds me a little bit, and it's not the same thing, but the innovation, kind of like Chadwell with Coastal Carolina, and that's why I, I like both these teams. They're both undefeated. They're both scrappy underdogs that don't get enough respect. Even this week, Mike, 62% of the bets on TCU. I, I'm going to take the home team that nobody believes in. Good. I'm going to take the touchdown. You do that. TCU. Uh, from the minute this game came out, it was TCU. 
All right, this next one, you called it the rotten eggs line bowl on our uh, recap uh, episode because something's weird about this line. Tennessee's number eight in the country. I believe they're off a bye. Yes. And they're at number 25 LSU. Tennessee is only a three-point favorite. In better days, it'd be an auto play to LSU when you've got a, a team that's number 25, you know, only catching three from number eight. But here's the problem. I started to dig into the numbers a little bit. Like, even though I'm trash right now, betting college, I do the work. Tennessee hasn't faced a rushing offense outside of Florida in the top 90. Florida gave them a scare. Right. But what can't Florida do? They can't complete a pass. So I look at LSU and I go, wait a second. Look at the schedule LSU's played. Way more formidable. Mm -hmm. Way more formidable than Tennessee. Then you factor in Cedric Tillman. The, the All-America superstar wide receiver for Tennessee, he's not playing in this game. He had that rubber band surgery on his ankle. Josh Heupel on Monday said he was limited. He was, quote, lightly moving around. Mm-hmm. I'd be stunned if he plays. And then you go, all right, LSU's going to present something that Tennessee – look at Tennessee's schedule. You can pull it up right now. Mm-hmm. Best team they faced is who? Pitt? Well, Pitt just got aced out by Georgia Tech. They're going to face an LSU team that's got Ojolari and Ali Gay, two elite pass rushers, and and I'm not comping it direct. I'm just saying collegiately, when you've got a pair outside edges, mm-hmm. think back to what Michigan did last year with Hutchinson and Ajabo. Ojolari and Ali Gay are elite and both first-round picks. They're number 14D in points per game and 14.8. They're at home. Mm-hmm. Now, why would I not automatically go to LSU? because they should have lost to Auburn. And they are still an LSU team that, A, I had Florida State on opening night, but I cannot get it out of my head how they utterly imploded. And last week against, you want an example of, well, they should have lost to Auburn, 3.3 yards per pass. They got to figure out their passing game. But I think that's what this matchup offers. So, like, yeah, this, this looks wrong on surface. So I started to dig into it like you did, and I found – a lot of the same things, right? Tillman's hurt. I'm sorry if LSU. I bored you there. No, no, no. Like, listen, LSU's a tough place to play. Brian Kelly, whether you like the guy or not, is a really good coach. I started to try to understand why this line was the way it was, and I found a football reason. Tennessee's pass defense is awful. It's one of the worst in America. It's the worst Power 5 pass defense in the country. And the two teams they've played that might be capable of throwing against them, well, Pitt lost Keaton Slovis yeah. in the first half. And then they played a Florida team who can't complete no, a real they're, forward they're pass. Vertically challenged. However, they did zap Tennessee with a couple of fifty-yard bombs. Well, and that's the thought here is is I've probably spent too much time looking into this game and Brian Kelly reading media quotes and they want their quarterback. He goes, "I know we haven't thrown a pick. He wasn't encouraging Daniels to throw a pick, but he wants him to take some chances." I think Tennessee's a secondary where if they take chances, if the drops stop being a thing for that receiving core. That's the path to victory here. In addition to all the other stuff where you go optically, it's Death Valley, it's Brian Kelly, it's – I'm playing LSU. I'm not going to – you do the in better days. 0-0 this week. LSU's the right play. I want to pull the trigger so bad on this, and I just – I don't have the confidence to do it because I still I, – and I admit bias here. I'm doing – guys, I'm as transparent as it gets. I hate Jaden Daniels. I think Jaden Daniels is horrendous. Now, he'll make some plays with his feet, but my God, from a passing standpoint, you take his first read away, it's it's chaos. It is. Hendon Hooker is my boy. I know. And and you're on the fence. I'm going to help you. Have you seen the jerseys Tennessee's wearing for this game? Smoky Grays. The Smoky Grays. You're not going to pick against the balls in the Smoky Grace. You can pass on this one. It's I'm gonna, okay, buddy. I'm going to pass, but I got to tell you, you, you're on what I deem to be the right side, but discipline Mike is in the building. I'm trying to keep the card short. I know I said Monday, if I'm betting five games, and if I go to six, Evan slap me. Evan, don't slap me because I am at six. Let, 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 let's just we'll keep move moving to next. All right, so here we go. Pack 12, number 11, Utah, minus three and a half at number 18, UCLA. We try to figure out what's going on with these Bruins. 5-0 and for Chip Kelly. Well, that was my favorite play of the week last week. I mean, that was a rocking chair game. We did a good job yep. with it. but um, Bigger test this week. I mean, Utah's Jim, just, the reigning Pac-12 champs. I'm just bothered. I went to bed last night. The number was 4.5, and, and then you wake up, and it's 3.5. And, and you're like, that's a huge difference. 4 is another big number because hashtag college kickers. 
Utah, look, the only loss they had, I think they were set up to lose by going cross-country, playing Florida, ridiculous humidity, and they they threw a pick in the end zone to end the game. They still could have won that game. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they've done their job. They've cleaned up. They bombed Oregon State last week. They forced Chance Nolan into four, five, 16 turnovers. Well, he threw two, and then the backup threw two. They had four interceptions, yeah, Utah It's did. just unreal. Like, But I look at UCLA, and I go, okay. Regression should come calling this week because DTR played the game of his life. They were fabulous on Friday night. I don't think Washington's that good. I don't think Washington's as good as Utah. And then I go, all right, do I just want to run back the home dog? And it's, I kind of look at this like, is Utah really number five, six, or seven in America? And because of that Florida loss, we hold that against them. The reality is they're probably a lot better than UCLA. I, I leaned at the open Utah. Then the line flew through three, flew to four and a half, and I'm like, wait, do I have to now go UCLA? And because my confidence is in tatters, I have done the chicken shit thing. I'm opting out completely of this game. So here's my read on it. We're going to learn how UCLA deals with some success under Chip Kelly, and, and it hasn't been good early in his tenure. But I'm not impressed with Utah. They got outgained last week by Oregon State with a backup quarterback. You benefit from four interceptions. It doesn't mean you're a good football team. You're not going to bank on four picks every week. And I do wonder, is DTR comparable to Anthony Richardson in terms of the way he can stress a defense? Can you take advantage of a Utah defense? Pull out a couple of those big third and fourth downs. So I'm not in love with Utah traveling in this game. So then I go, all right, maybe I want to bet UCLA. Maybe I want to bet the Bruins but I just struggle with how good are they really at this point? The problem here. Well, here's, here's something where you could say, you know what? Maybe the Bruins are the play. If you value money differentials, if you believe these numbers are real, all I will offer you is 91% of the money is on Utah, right? We love taking the home team that everybody's sleeping on. SP plus says it's a pick them by the way. So if you want to play this game, I think it's UCLA numbers, three and a half, three and a half. Are you playing UCLA? I think we both have it in the same Are spot right now. UCLA, Let's, play the Let's play the Bruins. Let's do it. Our Bruins. I'm going to get you to a 10-pick card by the end of this thing. <laughs> Please don't. Please well, don't. Add the, right. Bru- add the Bruins. Keep going. Last game in our, our big five on the board. Number one, Alabama. Minus 23 and a half at Texas A&M. I wrote some interesting things. You wrote the blurb on this game. So this why don't you a, just go for it? This is a novella. There we go. No, I... Just to, to, to explain why. When I bet an underdog, sometimes it's as simple as situation, number looks weird, etc. And you don't have to justify it beyond that. You really don't. But I think when you play favorites, specifically favorites laying big points, you better bring ammo to the table because the number one way to lose is to bet big favorites. So I felt like I better be ready to explain to the listeners why, so that even if I do lose, I don't look like just a bigger moron than I already am. So first things first, we know what happened in in the summer. Jimbo Fisher running his mouth, really pushed the buttons of Saban. And Saban's the best revenge coach, and Bama's the best revenge team. This this side of John Rambo going after Murdoch. (laughs) Now, Bryce Young's banged up. We don't know the extent. Now he had his helmet on the sideline. So that suggests he could have gone back in the game. Well, they brought Milrow in, who's like a champion track star. And he looked every part of it. He did. Passing was a little sketchy, but let's be fair. But for the Aggies, think about this. Let's build the pathway to the Aggies getting skull dragged. (laughs) So a, both your quarterbacks suck. Correct. Uh, Haynes King is terrible and got replaced by Max Johnson because he's terrible. Well, Max Johnson hurt his thumb last week, Oops. now may not play this week. So we're back to quarterback terrible one. So let's set this up now. Third game of a gauntlet in, in college. So it's an angle I like to play is when teams have a brutal stretch because the schedule makers hate them. Well, you played Arkansas in a major, major game at Jerry World. You got very lucky. Then you traveled to Stark Vegas to play Mississippi State and got bombed. And your reward now is to come up for air and you're going to Tuscaloosa in a game that Alabama, their fans, Nick Saban and Miss Terry have circled since summer past the coffee and the little Debbie coffee cakes. Mm -hmm. 
Now, let me build it even further. Fun stat. Remember the Georgia defense where everybody was touching themselves over last year, rightfully so. I mentioned the whole pass expectancy thing. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an expectancy stat here. I know I've said we're never going to be the granular podcast, but I feel like my picks have been so shitty. You deserve to know what's under the hood of some of these. (laughs) So here you go. Here's the engine block. So Alabama's defense. Georgia last year allowed 58% expectancy on running plays. That is elite, Mm -hmm. meaning of what you could expect on a first and 10 carry situationally, they only gave up 58% of that. This Alabama defense currently sits at 55%. So you don't have a quarterback. You're facing a dominant run D on the road. You already don't run it well. Your best weapon is out for the year. Jameer Gibbs might be the best back you face all year and is a sleeper Heisman guy. Oh, wait, you don't stop the run. You're 96th in America against it. And listen, if Bama sleepwalks like they did against Texas, then I'm going down and I'm going down hard. But I think this is virtuoso Saban since arriving in Tuscaloosa. This is an incredible stat I found in an article. It was on the Action Network. want to give them credit for it. Saban has faced... 15 opponents that Alabama's lost to the previous year. The Tide is 14 and 1 straight up in those games and 11 and 4 against the number. Roll damn Tide. Lay the 23 and a half. And if you come back to me next week and this play loses and you go, "Well, you're an asshole." I'm going to say, "Argue anything that I've just presented to you. Argue it. Argue it." You know what I love about this is is I typed up some things on this game. And then you just went nuclear. So I'm not going to be redundant. A lot of what she said. I'm in the upside down world, man. No, but, but, I'm seeing ghosts. So I felt like I needed to no, just no, double and I, down and triple down and justify the selection to the people. And I'm happy you did. In terms of Bryce Young, they don't seem overly worried. It sounds like this is something he's dealt with before. He might play. Either way, I, I think boil it down to the trenches like you did. AM can't stop the run. They're dead last in the and SEC. And if Milrow plays, think about this. Yeah. Alabama easily already has some RPO stuff yeah. in the playbook. So let's say Young gives it a go and doesn't play. Well, you need to show me how does AM score? They were short on playmakers. Yep. They already lost the stud wideout, whose name escapes me because I'm angry and I'm dejected and I'm hurting. How does AM score? They can't run it. They don't have a quarterback. If Alabama lined up and said, Milrow, here's the deal. We're going all RPO stuff here. Why, why can't Alabama win the game 35 to 3? 35 to 7. Well, yeah, again, I think AM was a fraud. Painfully obvious they were a fraud. And I think the key for Alabama, no one's going to dispute they have the ability. They also have the intent based on everything that took place last year on the field and this year in the offseason. So yeah, I mean, minus 23 and a half. We're on the right side of the 24. I'm playing it's, it. It's one of my favorite and plays. And guys, guess what? Free country. You think I'm an asshole. And Too many think, points. Hey, well, you oh, you have square play. You know what? I got nothing for you. The Saban stats are he's the right side when he's all horned up to beat somebody out of revenge. Okay? So that's what I'm doing. All right. So that is the big board presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and our number one sponsor. Let's go best to the rest. We start with a game that you have mandated we pick. This is a penance. If you didn't listen to the Monday, I tell you again, you got to listen to the Monday show. This is a penance. Two of the worst teams in college football deserve two of the worst guys to bet on college football. Nevada laying three and a half against Colorado State. It's the poopy bowl. It's the kibble bowl. It's atrocious, but it is a Petros game. I think 1030 FS1 on a Friday night. This is Papadakis on six Red Bulls. So Jim and I's penance. This will not be on our record. This is simply we stink. We deserve to have to risk more money on garbage. You do not have to. But this game is pure ass. Let's party. Okay, so what's your read? Here's my deal. Clay Millen. He is the quarterback for Colorado State. Hi. Most of you have no idea what Colorado State is like as a program. But they're an air raid team who just had their quarterback go down. He may miss this game. AC sprain, shoulder fatigue, bad combo. Their offensive line's a mess. They've allowed the most sacks in college football. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't exactly sound like a team I want to bet going on the road. Nevada gets two weeks to prepare, and they get to go up against a coach who ditched him for nicer facilities. Same conference. He just said, eh, 
They got nicer furniture. SB Plus says Nevada is a seven-point better football team. So I'll take Nevada. Now you're scared. You were going to take the Rams. I was just about to tell you that I kind of looked at both. And Nevada, look, Colorado State's bad. We know it. The Sacramento State thing is what paints the picture. But I don't know. I mean, look at Nevada's schedule and, like, who they've played. And you go, New Mexico State is a, a bottom Mm-hmm. five team in America. They played incarnate word and lost. They played Texas state. Who's an atrocity. The teams are bad. We know that we bet on air force to bomb them. And they did. They gave yeah, up yeah. 427 yeah. yards rushing in Iowa, 17 lightning delays, 27, nothing. I go, they're okay. both, they're both lousy, but then you bring up and you talk about Colorado state, right? And mm-hmm. you go, all right, well, what have, what have, what have they done? Well, I know it's difficult, but they did have Michigan on the schedule. So you look at that and you go, all right, well, that's a tough deal. But if we look at the schedule and you go, all right, are they really this bad? I mean, they played a Michigan team that is top five. They played a middle Tennessee, middle Tennessee state team that bombed Miami. Then they played on the Palouse against Washington state. All right. Well, that's a, a pretty big gauntlet there, Mm -hmm. right? The Sacramento State game, I cannot explain to you, losing at home 41 to 10. But are you ready for this? Yeah. I don't think Nevada should be favored against anybody. And because it's the Poopy Bowl, and because this is an act of contrition, shout out my Catholics that are out there. I'm a Reformed Catholic. This is about one of us. One of us needs to pay. Yeah. So because of that, you're on the Wolf Pack. I'm on the Rams. We're going to figure out who the problem that is. That way it, no, but that way it guarantees <laughs> one of us pays for the crime of how bad we were last week. You know weekend. what? I like that. All right, let's move on. You've labeled this the free money three pack. There's three teams that we want to just circle on that are mega favorites this week. One we've already touched on And Alabama. I posed the question. Yeah. How many of these seemingly free favorites cover? Okay, so we've mentioned Alabama, number one in the country, minus 22 and a half versus Texas A&M. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Number three, Ohio State goes to Michigan State. They're 26 and a half point favorites. Yep. And Michigan, number four in the country, minus 22 and a half time of taping at Indiana. How many of them cover? Well, I'm on Alabama. I am not touching the other two, and I'll give you the reason. But I thought it was interesting because it also would make a fun parlay for people because you could watch the noon game, Michigan-Indiana, the 4 p.m. game, Ohio State-Michigan State, and the 8 p.m. game, Alabama. A sequential parlay. Oh, it's beautiful. But, but, seriously, how many of them cover? Yeah, so I don't like Michigan. I think it's trappy with Penn State next week. Indiana has been within a touchdown in four of the last five meetings in Bloomington. And it's over a key number. The other, so, the uh, other note would be Basilak and Tom Allen, they're willing to throw it 60, mm-hmm. 65 times. Michigan might be saving up a little bit. It is a look-ahead spot. I, I don't I don't love it. I also don't love the number. 22 and a half. Mm-hmm. It's a weird. It's the same thing with Ohio State. Look, Michigan State's awful. We know this. But Ohio State wasn't impressive against Rutgers last week. The weird fake punt. They end up winning 42 to 10. Now, Travion Henderson is back this week. I don't know who's back for Michigan State. They're down five defensive starters on paper. I can tell you Darius Snow won't be back. He's done for the year. And it sounds like Xavier Henderson's going to need a few more weeks. Is Jacob Slade back in the middle? Um, look, it doesn't even matter at this point. But what is 26 and a half? What is that number? Where does that come from? Yeah. I it's don't just know. this weird void. It's not 27. And I got to be honest. It's not 28. If I had to rank them in order of confidence, so maybe you should fade these. I think Bama covers. I think Ohio State's a maybe. And I think Michigan's the least likely based on they could sleepwalk to a 21-point win, 31-10, to and you you don't cover. Uh, Alabama's the one I loved. But I wanted to throw it out to the people. so, So I have a similar read, and it's the same order. What I'd say about Michigan State, the goal for them should be to have their defenders on the screen this week. Like when Ohio State throws a pass, can a Spartan be on the television screen? This is where we've arrived at, people. That, that's, but I'm serious. In the last two years, it's been 108 to 19. And I would tell you, Ohio State's better and Michigan State's worse. Are you taking OSU? The only reason I'm not is maybe Ohio State realizes they've won 108 to 19 the last two years, throttles it down. Michigan State at home doesn't lose by. I mean, four touchdowns, 38, 14 and you 38, 13, you don't cover. You know what it is? I said, Alabama has the ability and the intent. I think Ohio state has the ability. I don't know if they have the intent. What the hell game does this mean to them? Win by three scores. Yeah. And their fans are going to invade the stadium too. I, I look, here's the other thing. I just can't be in the business of, of doing multiple massive favorites. Right. Bama was the one I circled. Bama's the one I'm sticking to. I'm not mad if anybody takes all three favorites and goes, screw you. I know I'll go two and one. God bless man. Do it. This next one, you got to tell me what's going on here. Mississippi State, number 23 in the country. Yeah. Minus eight and a half, hosting Arkansas. Now, the line opened legitimately at three. Yep. And then everyone correctly bet on Mississippi State, and now we get the shitty line. Because we're last in line at the buffet. This is a great matchup for Mike Leach, a pass-happy team. Yeah. One of the 10 best passing attacks in America against one of the 10 worst pass defenses in the country. We were going to get the Bulldogs at home in three points? Well, fast forward a couple days later, and we get whatever's left. No, what, what's I, reheating under the lamp? I think it's it's as simple. I think the movement is telling you that Arkansas's quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, may not play or is already out, and it's leaked out of the program. And the people with the sources, with the contacts, look, man, those people got down on this game. That's the only thing that moves this game. Guys like you and me or Bob the Plumber or your Uncle Gino. We're not he, moving at five, six points. He ain't moving the game. This game got moved in a hurry because I think it hasn't gone public. But, look, Jefferson took a brutal hit, missed the last two series last week at the end of the game. He don't play combined with arguably the worst secondary in America because, you know, Jalen Catalan is 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 out. And yeah, that was such a big deal for them. They lost him for the pick. season. It, two years in a row, the right. guy, poor guy, I mean – that's the guy at the safety position for yep. them. I'm last in the line at the buffet, and I'm taking a bad number, and I shouldn't, but I got to be honest. I think there's a chance when you look at Arkansas. I mean, Jim, pull up Arkansas' schedule for me, will you please? 
Do the same exercise we just did. And I want you to think about what spot they're in right here. At the end of a gauntlet. By the way, they're still in a gauntlet. They'll go oh. to BYU next week. Oh, and it's not stopping. But when you look at it. So it was Bama. Well, no, first of all, it was A&M. Yep. Bama. Now Mississippi exactly. State. BYU next week. Right. So you just look at this and you go, wow. So your reward for getting your guts ripped out against uh, A&M is to go and face Alabama, who, by the way, Bryce Young gets hurt. They still hang 50 yeah. on you. You lose your quarterback, and now you go to Stark Vegas, where Mike Leach is going to throw it 60 times. He's going to go for it on almost every fourth down. Will Rogers has been excellent. And here's the other angle, not to get too geeky. Arkansas lives and dies by the blitz. Do you really want to be blitzing three-step drops? And all the screens and dump-offs. And and that's what they specialize in. Now, look, they could cause chaos. And the way my year's gone in college, I guarantee you Will Rogers now has four balls tipped up in the air, and we get three fat guy touchdowns going the other way. But I just I don't see a way out for Arkansas if Jefferson doesn't play. The line movement suggests he won't play. I take Mississippi State here. And if you don't like it, you want to bet it live, you think I'm taking a bad number, God bless. To me... I would take Mississippi State so, so you out sh- to ten. Okay, but I'm I'm not playing it. I just I need to know that Jefferson's out, and I know I'm risking not getting the best number. But I already feel like I didn't get the best number. You didn't. Neither did I. I was. You should see me. These lines move on us, and sometimes it, you know it bothers me. Sometimes it doesn't. This one, this was such a win at three points. I know such a win at three. Yeah, but points. Jim, ask yourself this: If Arkansas's got to go on the road with a backup, let's say Jefferson. But I don't pl- know it's a backup. But let's say Jefferson plays. Okay, he plays. You're facing Will Rogers, who in like 10 minutes has set the all-time SEC passing record. Mike Leach against that secondary alone suggests a seven-point spread. Think about it. He's going to throw 60 times. Will Rogers could throw for 400 yards. So the idea of an Arkansas team that's banged up going on the road. I get it. I get it. I get why you're playing it. All right. Well, then don't play. I'm, I'm, play, I'm playing Mississippi State. Okay. Good for you. And in the worst case, I lose and I smash a cowbell off my, my skull. Okay. This next one. Wisconsin, minus nine and a half at Northwestern, 330 BTN. I wish you good luck. Straight up. You, you, I'm not speaking on this. Northwestern, 13th in the Big Ten in run defense. That's one away from last. They don't stop the run. Wisconsin, this is a big bounce back spot. You're going to a morgue. I'm sorry, Ryan Field. You're going to rally around Jim Leonard, right? That's the next head coach at Wisconsin, right? They rallied last year after a slow start. Hand it to Allen, play defense, pummel a team that's not very good in Northwestern. It's on the right side of a key number. You're really not going to contribute to this. Nope. No, I'm done. I'm, I'm actually uh, replying to a text to my brother-in-law. So please, no, continue babbling on. I'm done. I, I warned you, I will not partake in this game. I was considering it. I wanted to vet it. I wanted to throw it out because Wisconsin's in the news this week. Guys, and when I want to... The snake oil salesman. Go ahead. Keep selling the people. No, on it's fine. Fine. Next game. Brett Bielema literally just drilled Wisconsin a new asshole. And now you want to turn around and bet him on well, the road. Well, their coach got fired because of it. And you got the guys in the locker room going, we didn't want to see our coach fired. Well, now's your chance to step up and do something. Or lay down and die like the dogs you are. You're betting on, on Graham Mertz on the road. Do you think Jim Leonard is the next coach at Wisconsin? I know my truth. Okay. We'll go I, to the next game. <laughs> this next one. Are you from, playing Wisconsin? Um, no, I'm not. I just wanted Hold to. Hold on. So you brought a game up that I told you. I hate it. You go on a soliloquy only to then yell at me and then come back to I'm not playing. We don't play every game we bring up. I thought it was a noteworthy, newsworthy game this week. Here's my question, though. Northwestern is really, really bad, yet they hung in last week against Penn State. Penn State. Yeah. Wisconsin is... Not good. Only 0-2 team in the Big Ten West. If Wisconsin had any level of quarterback play, I would tell you, I get it. Okay. But you know why Paul Chris got fired? Just because, again, we're on it. If you're new to the podcast, this isn't just a betting thing. I like talking football. Um, when you lose your program identity, that's what gets you fired. So, Paul Chris, we know Wisconsin as 300 pound running backs, an offensive line that is going to smash your face in, and they're going to play good defense. Mm-hmm. All right. Wisconsin has lost all of it. The O-line is, uh, we are a long way away from Wisconsin's O-line churning out first-round draft picks. The running back position, it's not the same. The defense is not the same. And, look, I I think this is something we need to really acknowledge, is that we talk about conference expansion. We talk about where the sport's going. Guys, it's the NFL light now. And I don't like it. 
I'm admitting that to you. I don't like that. Five Power Five jobs were open by October 1st. $60.5 million in buyouts by October 1st. We've reached a, a, a land of lunacy. I mean, like, Paul, oh, but tell me how many of those guys should have kept their job. Did any of them win a conference title? <sighs> Colorado was a disaster. You, Scott Frost was a disaster. You could argue, but here's the thing. All Nebraska had to do was wait till October 1st to fire my man, Scott. And they would have saved some beautiful. money. No, the buyout went down by half. Significantly, yeah. Um, Paul Chris, like, you know, it's funny. I was looking back. Barry Alvarez, in his eighth year at Wisconsin, lost five games. Okay, but Barry Alvarez won some Big Ten titles before year eight. But go back and look. He had plenty of bad years there. Now, years nine I mean, and ten, he took them to the Rose Bowl. I'm making a point. Paul Christ has won the West a couple no, of times. Mike, you're right that college football is becoming all or nothing. And you're paying for all or nothing. If you're at Wisconsin with what should be a pathway to the Big Ten title every single year and you don't win a single one in your entire time there, hire someone who can. And maybe that guy will fail too, but you have to try. I get it. I'm just making a point. I'm not comfortable four or five weeks into okay. a season, because why do you bring these guys back? Like, Well, they had a good finish last year. They convinced themselves. The other thing is, who the hell structures these contracts with these ridiculous buyouts? I mean, paying a man $11 million because he's lousy at his job, something seems wrong with that. Like, severance is one thing. This is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, I do want to hit on a couple late-night games. We got some other stuff to get to, but a couple late-night games. I want to bring this one up largely to complain about it. I know it's a primetime matchup. Number 16, BYU. Plus three and a half at Notre Dame. It's mm. 7.30, NBC, Peacock, but the game's in Vegas. Notre Dame's the home team, but the game's in Vegas. And I don't know if you share the same frustration I do. On site, on campus. Yeah. College football's better when the games are played on site and on campus. Agreed. BYU's getting a paycheck to play this game in Vegas. I think I have no one, idea why this is happening. Week one, I'm fine with the neutral site stuff. You do these kickoff it. classics. But, yeah, I mean, this is the Shamrock sh- series. Well, yeah, I know. We're in October. I want this game in order. Yeah, this, this should be touchdown Jesus at night. Yeah. Do you have any any thought on it's a big enough game? People are going to watch BYU Notre Dame. What do you think? In better days. Oh, here we go. It's an autoplay. Which way? Unranked Notre Dame laying three and a half against number 16 <sighs> BYU in better days. Uh, I'm not touching this game with a 10 foot pole. I can't trust Notre Dame on either side of the ball. BYU, injury status, wide receivers, a um, little helter-skelter performance-wise. I, I just I can't touch this game. I like other games better. If you're asking hypothetical world, I would play Notre Dame. There's no way I'm touching it. See, the only stuff. thing with Notre Dame, they're coming off a bye. Maybe they settle some things down. Yep. yep. But they did it against UNC's defense. I know. Where they, quote-unquote, figured some things out. And I'm sorry, I... I can't take Notre Dame as a favorite right now. So I would go BYU in the points if you're going to play this. I'm not. Are you? I'm not. Okay. Other night game, Fox, number six, USC, minus 13 and a half, hosting Washington State. And I want to talk through this because on one hand, it's trappy with Utah-USC looming next week. I can't wait for that game. It's going to be great. It's part of the reason I'm scared a little bit of betting Utah. That's why we went UCLA. But, like, man, those two – that's a great so matchup. So maybe USC, who everybody's anointing the Pac-12's playoff team, they still got to go through Utah next week at Utah. It's a classic look-ahead game at home. Washington State, 4-1 and one against the spread this season. They get to the quarterback. SP Plus says it should be a single-digit game. Yeah. All those reasons tell me to pick Wazoo, but, but two-thirds of the money are on Washington State, and there's reverse line movement, and they don't run the ball well, and they throw a lot of interceptions, and USC's at home. So I've talked to myself into just not playing this, but it's a big enough game I want us to bring it yeah, up. Yeah, and, and look, the thing with USC, I, I don't think anyone's got a great handle on USC. I don't think the market has a great handle on USC. The turnover margin thing is obscene. I think they're like plus 13 in turnovers. They finally had their first turnover of the year last week. I mean, look at the Rice game they kicked off the season with. Three pick sixes. Three, look at the Oregon State game where they go on the road and survive. Force another three, four turnovers. It might just be who they are. It might just be the type of year they're going to have where they're going to turn you over, not turn it over, and it's magical. But you know what happens with turnovers? There's turnover luck. You can't – turnovers are not a great predictive measure when you're relying upon them to get stops. See, their defense is bad, but Mm -hmm. the turnovers have made us believe it's good. Jim – Look, it could on a night where you play anybody, 
and you don't get the normal expected turnovers you've gotten comfortable getting, you can lose. Um, I'm not going to touch this. No. Washington State is such a hard team to figure out for me. I view Washington State when they're at home as something I always consider. Going out to the Palouse is a weird, it's a weird deal. But when Wazoo leaves home, automatically I get skittish. USC's capable of putting just yep. about 40 on anybody. But Washington State, you got a shout out. I mean, Jake Dickert, when he took over as coach, they've well, he started as DC. They were 118th in America. They bumped up to 48th, bumped up to 25th. They played good defense. That Oregon game, it's a shame they lost it the way they did. They were winning the whole day. You get a brutal late score. You get a brutal pick six. It's just Wazoo's good. USC's good, but there's too much variance. So I, I am, I'm glad you stayed away from this. Your lean on USC, I think, is right yeah. based on they can explode and go on these runs. But I, I can't, It's I just can't too tricky it. of a spot. Do you want to do this next one? What, NC State, Florida State? Yeah. I just hope both teams have fun. Okay. With my money and the stadium collapses into the core of earth like in Batman where Bane is like, good afternoon. Uh, that's all. Uh, that, that's that's what I care about because NC State screwed me and Florida State screwed me and now they play. And honestly, I, I hope they have a turf problem and both teams don't play. All right. I want to go through the blowout index to see if we like anything. Explain to people what this is. Not everybody no, listens no, no, to no, every no, no, episode. No. Just, just to set the scene, we'll do the Edu- blowout. Edumacate the people. Okay. We got the blowout index. I got one Mac play that I think we both will enjoy. We'll get to the final card. Here's the blowout index. Teams who are in the bottom 25 in pass efficiency and the bottom 25 in run defense. Teams that can get blown out. And I update it every week just to see if there's anything that excites us. UMass is in the blowout index. They're hosting Liberty minus 24 and a half. No way. Okay. Hawaii, they're in the blowout index. They're hosting San Diego State minus 20 and a half. Absolutely not. Have you watched San Diego I, I, State? No, I'm on the same page with you. You got to play somebody that has a pulse. San Diego State losing to Boise State, blowing a 13 nothing lead to lose by 30 or whatever it was. Nope. Good God. Sorry. Colorado's on a bye. Can't play it. They might lose that game. They could. Akron, they're in the blood index. Ohio minus 11. I leave the max stuff to you. I'm, I'm not excited by it. Okay. The last two I think we should at least discuss briefly. Utah State, they're in the blood index. They're hosting Air Force. Line is minus 10 and a half. Air Force ran for 400 yards last year in this meeting. Has anybody in America had a better pulse of Air Force football than me? Uh, I'm no. undefeated, whether I'm betting on them or betting against them. Okay. But here's what scares me here. The 10 and a half on the <laughs> it road. was nine and a half. And there's the key. At nine and a half, I like it. At 10 and a half, I get nervous. And I know Utah State is bad to the bone. And they're giving up over 200 yards rushing a game. You mentioned the quarterback, Bonner, the Arkansas Leads State Leads the transfer. nation in interceptions. Right. I like Air Force. I The 10 and a half bothers but me. But it should. The premise of this is blowouts. It's don't sweat the point and a half. Don't sweat a, a point here. Okay, but if I'm up 34-17 with a minute 18 to go and Utah State Just gets the Just tell me ball, you don't like the index. I love the index. I like that we added this to the pod. <laughs> it, it helped with the ECU thing it, it last did. week. But I also think the blowout index, you you can't – you're the creator of the blowout index. Okay. You have to tell me whether these become blind plays because I'm still We're a numbers figuring it person. Out. We're figuring it out. The only other one is South Florida, who got bombed last week, as you mentioned. Cincinnati, minus 27.5, hosting South Florida. SP Plus says it's a 30-point game. Fits the blowout index. Are you interested in that one? I lean Air Force a little more. more. Okay. Since he laying four touchdowns to anybody. Because I want to play one of these two. So you would say the two. What's the one you like more? Well, well see, this is the thing. You need to start grading out the blowout index for like this. The grade an, A blowout. Yeah, yeah. I have an A++ blowout index game. I mean, well, which you would, one? You would think the lower spread, right? No. No. It's what which team is worse in the matchup they're playing okay. according to the James Anthony Costa blowout index. I'd so still, so South still, Florida's worse in the in the index. We can right, but they're also you know they're also getting four touchdowns. See, so who value adjusted? I think you go Air Force. You go Air Force. Okay, I think you go Air Force. 
I'm I don't love Force. it, but, but what is this, a friendship play? Like, well, I'm, I'm putting it on my card. You don't have to. Jim, you put everything on your card. We're here you to make no picks. You have no regard. You have no discipline. You're insane. Okay. I don't think it matters whether we pick five games or 50 games. It's, it's just not been a good season. No, but it doesn't mean that you burrow to Middle Earth. We're having a great year in the NFL. We need to try to slowly get our way back. And when you, you, you know, you're going to play a 17 card game. I've been whittling it. It's not going to be as big a card as you think. All right. Go to the last uh, deal is the Mac. And then we get to the final card. All right. Let me hear it. I looked at the Mac slate and wanted to find one or two plays that I liked. Then I made some phone calls to some people who are around these teams and wanted to get a second opinion. And this showed up on both of our lists. NIU hmm. plus five and a half. There it is. Hosting Toledo. I just, when I see five and a half, home dog, devil's number, I know what NIU is. I know what they do. I know they're a thorn in your side. They got a power ground game. Toledo's tough to figure out. I don't judge what happened against Ohio State, but like they went out and played San Diego State in a weird 17 14 game. And when I asked you about this, you perked up. Mm -hmm. So take people through it. Yeah, so it's the home dog with a massive money differential. 20% of the bets, 68% of the money. NIU is one of those teams that somehow finds a way to win the MAC every year. They're in it every year. The MAC's too competitive for this to be five and a half. I know NIU's on a losing streak. This is a great bounce back spot. Lombardi might be back. He nearly came back last week at quarterback. They stopped the run against a run-heavy Rocket team. Listen, I... I think it checks a lot of the boxes. If Rocky Lombardi's back, I play it. But if I have to look at that backup who killed me against Vanderbilt three weeks ago, I can't do it. They scored 38 last week with the backup. I, I You know what? Are you playing it? I'm playing it. I'm playing NIU. I'm going to show some belief in you and your Mac people. I okay. will. I'll add this to my card. I will play it. But that is it. One Mac game. All right. Because so I'm not watching that. I will bet it and check the score. <laughs> For anybody who wants to watch it, it's 3.30 ESPN+. Plus. Oh, great. I'll watch it on my phone. Perfect. What's your card? All right, my oh, wait, final card. You have the, uh, are you going to give the friendship parlay? Oh, yeah, yeah. So those are the ones that we have in common. So God help us. Which games do we have so in common? So basically, if you fade all of these, you hit a parlay. <laughs> That's where we've arrived at collegiately. And the best part is we'll do the NFL episode tomorrow, and I'm going to be perky. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be filled with life because I got an idea what I'm doing. College is the upside-down universe right now. Go ahead. Okay, so we're not counting the kibble bowl against us. No. So, so the final card, he says that very loudly. No. LSU plus three, UCLA plus three and a half, Kansas plus seven. Look at these home dogs. Look at us. Bama minus 23 and a half, Air Force minus 10 and a half, and the MAC bonus, NIU plus five and a half. All right, kibble bowl, not for the official record, just for the punishment. I'll take the Rams getting three and a half. Begrudgingly, UCLA plus three and a half, Mississippi State laying the eight and a half, TCU laying seven, fuck Kansas, NIU plus five and a half, the blowout index, mandatory play, Air Force minus the ten and a half. I know that half point's gonna screw me. And Alabama, I'm gonna try it. I I I apologize for picking a big favorite, but Bama. Texas is a weight on quarterback status both ways. You know where I lean on it but I am not making that an official play. It is not fair to you guys on a Wednesday morning, not knowing the status of either QB to make that a play. You guys have to wait and see on that one. That's my card. Now, what is this friendship parlay? So I, if I did this right, the four games that we both like, Bama, Air Force, UCLA, and NIU. Give me a second to plug it in. What does this pay? I am terrified of three of those games. Terrified. And the one I like, Evan, is the one I'm laying 23 and a half. You know <laughs> things are screwed up when that's the case. Normally, when I'm riding high, when I'm confident, like the, the play of the week would be a rat like NIU. College I got. Matt Campbell in Iowa State just took my soul. They just, they ruined my life. Oh, by the way, for the ornament of shame, you'll see in front of Jim's mic stand, uh, the the... His pick for Michigan State, great idea, by the way, attaching an ornament to the mic stand, the the tuck coming, tuck sweating, tuck keep losing. Um, so the ornament of the week, uh, we will have a Baylor-inspired one for next week after Jim's pick against Oklahoma State. Uh, and these are handcrafted items. My wife really takes pride in fashioning the celebration of ineptitude weekly of our worst pick of the week. Jim, what is the parlay? You got your abacus? 
plus 12,000. What? Plus 1,200. Plus 1,200. And uh, yeah, it's the four legs we talked about. Bama, Bama, Air Force, UCLA, NIU, plus 1,200. Whatever you do, do it responsibly. You know our picks have been bad. Think for yourselves. Take the information you value. Throw out the stuff you don't. Try to have a good time with it. And we are uh, we are on to week six. We'll hit you with the NFL episode tomorrow. We do thank you for listening. And again, on the Monday episode, I mentioned it. Sponsors are coming aboard. We are really, really gaining some good momentum here. We're very, very happy. And hopefully you guys at least get entertainment out of this. That's what it's for. If you're using this as a Roth IRA, you're just not doing it right. Have a good time with it. Try to enjoy it. Fuck Kansas. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's Cash the Ticket.